I'm glad you've joined us today for this episode of The Wisdom Journey. I especially welcome you if you're new to this journey. Stephen Davey is teaching through the entire Bible with a new lesson each weekday. Stephen has a lesson for you today called Raising the Bar on Marriage and Divorce. In a world that seems focused on loopholes and exceptions, What God cares about is making decisions that bring Him the most honor. Stay tuned to learn more. In His Sermon on the Mount, the Lord has been raising the bar on several issues, going beyond external action and looking at the heart. He's dealt with anger and uh, the issue of lust. Well, now He's going to raise the bar on the sanctity of marriage. And let me tell you, By Jesus' generation, marriage was not considered a lifelong covenant. In fact, divorce was very uh, easy to get. While the issue uh, was debated among rabbis during Jesus' day, the reality is that divorce was permitted for just about anything, as long as a certificate of divorce was submitted. So it was really just a matter of paperwork. Well, Jesus is about to declare that marriage and divorce are more than paperwork. And he speaks to the issue here now in Matthew chapter 5 at verse 31. It was also said, whoever divorces his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you that everyone who divorces his wife, except on the ground of sexual immorality, makes her commit adultery. And whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Jesus is quoting here from Deuteronomy chapter 24. Uh, The law of Moses certainly didn't commend divorce, uh, didn't even condone divorce, but it required accountability and and a certificate of divorce, a, a legal process. Jesus is clarifying the issue here, and what he teaches is actually a lot narrower than what his Jewish world uh, was permitting. He says here, except on the grounds of sexual immorality. So marriage uh, can have what's called an exception clause, that being sexual immorality. Later on, the Apostle Paul will write in 1 Corinthians chapter 7 and verse 15 that if a woman's husband no longer wants to be married to her and leaves her or wants her to leave him, she's no longer bound to him. In fact, Paul writes in that passage, if the unbelieving partner separates, let it be so. In such cases, the brother or sister that is the abandoned spouse, is not enslaved or is no longer bound. So that's what we call the exception clause of abandonment. So if a woman was abandoned, and that happened frequently, she was freed from the marriage bond. Uh, She was therefore free to remarry then. So combining Jesus' exception clause here of adultery— with the Apostle Paul's exception clause of abandonment. You have these two bond-breaking events, sexual infidelity and or abandonment. Now, let me tell you, this doesn't mean that someone has to divorce the guilty spouse. In fact, as a pastor, I have always urged repentance and reconciliation. 
But this does allow for divorce to take place, which frees the innocent spouse to remarry. Now, let me just say, this this would have been really strict teaching in Christ's time, because divorce could be obtained during his days without really any cause. And for women especially, it was life-threatening to be suddenly without a husband's support uh, during these days. So, again, Jesus is effectively raising the bar. And the rest of the New Testament, by the way, agrees, making it clear that God's ideal is for a husband and wife to be faithfully married to one another for life. Now, just because Jesus says this, doesn't make marriage easy. Frankly, the work of making marriage work is a lot of work. And a big part of the problem is that to to many people today, the main purpose of marriage is mutual fulfillment. In other words, my spouse's main job is to make me happy. Uh, Never mind humble sacrifice, never mind servanthood, never mind lifelong commitment of confession and repentance and reconciliation, never mind raising a godly heritage. You know, marriage is all about me. And if it isn't all about me, I don't want to be in it. You know, the average married person today is thinking, well, I married her because I thought she would meet my needs, or I married him because I thought he'd give me the life I wanted. One Christian counselor was rather humorous in commenting, on most men who came to him for marriage counseling, complaining about their wives not giving them what they wanted out of their marriage. He said, you know, most of these men don't really want a wife. What they want is a golden retriever. (laughs) They want somebody to be at their beck and call, somebody to live for them. Beloved, your marriage and mine takes commitment and self-sacrifice and a daily investment. You know why? It's hard work because we live in a sinful world that isn't going to help husbands and wives stay contented with one another. It's hard work because you happen to have married a, a fallen sinner. In fact, you know what marriage is? It's, it's a union of two fallen sinners. And as self-centered, sinful people, we want to be the center of the universe. We want our spouses to live for us. And if they don't, well, we'll be like the people in Jesus's day. It's, it's just paperwork. We can end our marriage by signing our names. In fact, one historian during the days of Christ wrote that Roman women dated their years with the different names of their husbands. And let me tell you, the Jewish people were no better. So Jesus is raising the bar here in his sermon. He's saying that if divorce is not based on adultery— And the Apostle Paul would add, if it isn't based on abandonment, stay committed to each other as you depend on the Spirit of God. And let me add a word here, that if a man is abusive to his wife, if he's threatening harm to his wife, if she's grown afraid of physical harm, then he's effectively abandoned his marriage vows to care for her. He's abandoned his role to protect her. And as far as I understand the Scripture's He's abandoned her. Now, I'd recommend that the wife separate for her own safety. Then they call her husband to accountability with counseling, the church uh, at her side for repentance. And if he refuses it, well, he's merely proving 
his abandonment. And that, that goes to adultery, infidelity, uh, pornography. It goes to a number of issues. If there's repentance, then I would urge for forgiveness and reconciliation. If there's no repentance, genuine repentance, beloved, then that woman can be biblically divorced from that man, and she's free to marry someone else. Now, having raised the bar on marriage, Jesus now moves on to raise the bar on telling the truth. He speaks here in verse 34 about this subject. I say to you, do not take an oath at all, either by heaven, for it is the throne of God, or by the earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Now, he's saying this because the Pharisees in his day made all kinds of oaths and And then they'd find some loophole allowing them to break their word. So Jesus says here in verse 37, let what you say be simply yes or no. In other words, just just say what you mean and then do what you say. Well, now Jesus speaks to the issue of retaliation. He says here in verse 38, you have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. That is, the punishment should fit the crime. But again, Jesus is going to raise the bar here. What he's saying is you don't have to retaliate personally. He, he says his followers, in a sense, then should be willing to accept insult and injustice. He says here to accept a, a slap on the cheek. That's a reference, actually, to a man insulting another man. It could actually be verbal accept being sued without responding in kind. In fact, he he adds here in verse 41, if anyone forces you to go one mile, go with him two miles. Then he says down here in verse 48, be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. That word perfect means complete or mature. So be as mature and gracious as your heavenly father. Now, let me explain for a moment this concept of going two miles that we just read in verse 41. Uh, During the days of, of Christ, a Jewish person could be compelled to carry a Roman soldier's heavy gear for one mile. The Jews, of course, despised this, this humiliating custom. Now, a mile in these days was considered 1,000 steps. And so you can just imagine that Jewish individual counting out loud as they walk down the road. And, and at a thousand, well, he'd drop that soldier's gear and he'd, he'd take not one step farther. Again, Jesus is raising the bar here in verse 41. He says, if anyone forces you to go one mile, go with him two miles. Can you imagine if you said to that Roman soldier, listen, I've already had to walk a thousand steps because you made me. It's legal. I'm, I'm obligated. But I belong to Jesus Christ, my Savior. And in honor of his humility and sacrifice for me, I'm going to carry your gear another mile. Well, that Roman soldier would probably scratch his head and think, you know, these Christians, they might be a little strange, but they sure are remarkably humble people. By the way, this phrase from the Lord here is where we get our expression today of somebody going the extra mile. Well, with that, we have to stop for today. Until we set sail again on our wisdom journey, beloved, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. 
That was Stephen Davey, and he called this lesson Raising the Bar on Marriage and Divorce. This is The Wisdom Journey. I hope you'll join us again next time as Stephen continues teaching through all 66 books of the Bible. If you'd like to know more about what the Bible says regarding marriage, Stephen has a book that might interest you. It's called For Better or For Worse. Search for it on our website. You'll find us online at wisdomonline.org. Once again, the name of Stephen's book is For Better or For Worse. You can also call us for information. We'd be very happy to talk with you and help you over the phone. Dial 866-48-BIBLE or 866-482-4253. We look forward to speaking with you. And join us next time as we continue the wisdom journey. 